0: Yes. Five, four, three, two,
1: one. Welcome to Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of Flag and com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show and podcast offers listeners an insider's view into the commonalities of successful people and the ups and downs of risk taking. Connect with Carrie through her candid, funny, informative, and always encouraging weekly blog. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. Thank you,
0: Sun Gray. My guest today on Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy is a fellow North Little Rock Ridge Road Junior High graduate, Mr. Val Hansen. If you grew up in North Little Rock, Arkansas, then you've eaten at what was once perhaps the only hamburger joint in town and Val Hansen's family business, Hansen Hamburgers. Today, mom-and-pop burger joints have been replaced by corporate fast food chains. And Val has moved from working the grill to a very successful real estate business, Val Hansen Remax Properties, in the capital city, Little Rock, Arkansas. If you love real estate like I do, then you will love today's show. As Mr. Hansen tells us how he bought property and grew his real estate business, his opinion on the real estate market today, the business of rental property, and the effect the COVID-19 pandemic has had on his business. In addition, I want to find out the story behind Hanson Hamburgers and what became of it. Best burger memories of my childhood. It is my great pleasure to welcome to the table fellow North Little Rockian, if that's a word, Mr. Val Hanson.
2: It's a pleasure to be here today. Thank you, Carrie.
0: So let's start at the beginning. Were you born in North Little Rock?
2: technically little rock st vincent's hospital yes
0: well i think all of us in north little rock were born in <laughs> little rock that's right so and didn't you and i go to did you go to ridge road junior high
2: no i actually went to uh saint patrick's but i had a little saint pat's yeah a lot, lot of friends that went to ridge road great mm-hmm. great school ridge road rams right that's right there you go
0: there you go mm-hmm. uh, were you uh do you remember when your parents started hanson hamburgers
2: they actually started it uh in 1960 at 18th and main street is where the original hansons drive-in was right down from old main high school oh, okay and then um he had the opportunity to uh buy that or, or lease the property out there at john f kennedy and mccain and um uh opened another drive-in out there so he had two of them going at one time and then he let the one go down there on uh, 18th and main and then just stuck to the one out on uh, jfk
0: so tell us about working for your family's burger joint. Was it torture or did you love it?
2: it was pretty fun. You so, liked it. Yeah. That was it was a good time and um you know, um we served a lot of people from North Little Rock, high school, Sylvan Hills, and Northeast. And as a matter of fact, on the Northeast guys, um, the class of seventy four have included me in all of their uh functions. So I'm on their Facebook page and whenever they have a class reunion or something, they always invite me because, you know, I went to Catholic high school, but half of my friends were from Northeast, too. So it was a great experience.
0: So uh, can you still make a good Hanson hamburger? I can mm. remember you back there flipping burgers.
2: Yeah, that's all I could do is flip them. I didn't know how, to you know. I,
0: how I old were you when you started working there?
2: Uh, Twelve.
0: I was going to say, you were very young, and right. you can't just do that anymore. I don't think you can let 12-year-olds work anymore. Even if they're your kids, I don't think you
2: can. Yeah, probably not. Probably not.
0: But that's a great experience for you. You don't ever remember probably a day you didn't work.
2: No, because I actually worked there, and then I had a had a paper route too.
0: So and kids can't do that anymore today either. I think it is total shock when uh, te- teenagers or young adults get out of school and go, "Oh my gosh, this is work." It's kind of shocking. Right. So what happened to the business, Hanson Hamburgers?
2: Well, his, uh, my dad's lease was up at the end of uh, 1974, so he elected not to renew his lease, which I wish he would have, you know, uh, but he didn't do that. And then uh, and they shut down Hanson's, and then they put a couple other businesses in there, and finally the Regions Bank came in, and it's, it's been there ever since.
0: So that wasn't the piece of property you used to start, uh, so you didn't own that piece of property?
2: No, no, Metropolitan uh, Trust Company owned it.
0: So you didn't use that piece of property to start your real estate business?
2: No, no. But but what happened was um, my parents had bought several lots in Lakewood, and uh, they weren't doing anything with them. One was on, I think, Oak Lawn, and another one was out uh, JFK a little bit further, and they said, you know, just do something with it. So they gave me a couple of lots, so I cleaned them up, put up a for sale by owner sign, and sold those, and then my granddad gave me a lot down in Brinkley, and same thing. How did,
0: why, how did they have property?
2: I think my parents just bought it. You know, they just decided to buy a lot or two over there in, in Lakewood, and that's what happened.
0: So they were just natural entrepreneurs?
2: I guess so. What did your grandfather do? He, uh, he was a physician. Ah. Yeah.
0: And you know, uh, doctors back then <clears throat> did not make quite the money they make today, but they still made a pretty good living so you come from probably a family of entrepreneurs your father your grandfather was a physician was he a general practice
2: yeah he actually um he uh came from cuba he's from cuba no can't you tell him i'm fourth cuban no so uh yeah not at all yeah he came from cuba when he was 18 uh spoke no english
0: are you fixing to cry no yes you are This is a moving story for you. Why is that? Because you're so proud of him? He's a great guy. So was it the Cuban? He fled Cuba because of the war.
2: No, no, no. He came here. and He came here in 1926. So he came here, spoke no English, $50 in his pocket, one set of clothes, and uh, came through Ellis Island. and um,
0: uh, Into New York?
2: To New York City.
0: How did he get to Arkansas?
2: Well, what happened is he went to... um, new york university and
0: uh, um and he doesn't speak english
2: no english at all and and then um got his degree there and then got a degree in dentistry and then left new york and went to kansas city to med school and got his uh he did his residency in surgery and then some guys from uh helena said where are you going to go practice he said hell i don't even know where i am he's from cuba so (laughs) um they said well come with us to helena so he said okay so he he Went down to Helena and saw there's too many doctors there and backtracked to uh, Monroe, Arkansas. And that's where he ended up. And uh, <laughs> can you can believe that.
0: No. Uh,
2: delivered 4,800 babies. Duh. So worked. he's an
0: OBGYN?
2: No, he was a family practice doctor. Pulled teeth, had a, had a dental chair in his office, pulled teeth, saw patients every day, uh, worked till he was 85. And um,
0: Where did he meet his wife?
2: Well, he met her in New York. So he kind of tricked my grandmother. So he went, he came down and got his practice started, went went back to New York and said, hey, uh, come to Monroe and we'll work here for a couple of years and then we'll move back there. But that didn't happen. So he brought her back from New York. So
0: Where is she from? Was she American?
2: Yes. Her family was from from Sicily, as a matter of fact, which is another story right there. Pretty cool.
0: Okay, go ahead.
2: No, I won't tell that.
0: I think this is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Mr. Val Hansen of Val Hansen Remax Properties in Little Rock, Arkansas. Still to come, how to get a real estate license, how they ended up in North Little Rock, how to build wealth through assets, not debt. It may not be what you think. And of course, the business of rental property, the good, the bad and the ugly evictions and mortgage loan payments during the pandemic will be back. After the break
3: these days, an awful lot of people get their entertainment from podcasts. Well, this program right here up in your business with Carrie McCoy is made into a podcast the week following every time a show airs. Can we compete with the dramatic podcasts that are available out there? Here's one of the programs that definitely could. This is episode number 224. You find them all at flagandbanner.com. dot com. Just click on our podcast. Scroll down to 224 and hear the incredible story of Madonna Badger.
0: Founder of Badger and Winters Advertising Agency in New York City. Madonna was raised in Kentucky, was an excellent student and an overachiever, evident by her successful business in one of the toughest cities in America, New York City. She was living the American dream when a profound tragedy struck that propelled her into overnight fame for an incident so devastating that even though it was in 2011, many of you will remember it. It was Christmas morning when she awoke to a fire in her upstate New York home that claimed the lives of her Three daughters, Lily, Grace, and Sarah, and the lives of her parents, Lomar
1: and Pauline Johnson. I woke up to smoke in my room, and the house was just completely quiet and, you know, really dense black smoke. I couldn't breathe. It was a Victorian, so I was able to crawl out of the window, and there was still scaffolding on the outside of the house. So I ran up the scaffolding on the outside of the house to the third floor. And um, I was able to open the window, um, but I couldn't get in.
3: Episode 224 in our archive of podcasts at flagandbanner.com. Check them out anytime you want to, 24 hours a day. Now back to this week's Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy.
0: I'm speaking today with businessman, Mr. Val Hansen of Val Hansen Remax Properties in the capital city, Little Rock, Arkansas. If you missed the before the break, you need to go back and you need to listen to Val's grandfather's story coming from Cuba, going to New York, to Ellis Island, not speaking English, graduating, become a dentist, become a doctor, becoming a surgeon. Ended up in Monroe, Arkansas, pulling teeth, delivering babies, and I guess performing surgery. I don't even know. Those were the good old days to be a doctor back then. That's when you got to really practice and try new things. Right. I would love that. So we uh before that we talked about Hansons being at the corner of JFK and McCain and that your parents did not own the property and that they leased it and um, and but but your father uh I'm not sure how he got in the hamburger business. If his father was a doctor, was he disappointed that your father didn't want to become a no, that doctor was, too? No, that was
2: my mother's father. Was from Cuba. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So how did your father? How did your mother meet your father and end up in the hamburger business?
2: Uh, they met down in San Antonio. He was a he was a drill sergeant at uh, Lackland Air Force Base, and then uh, met my mom. She was going to college down there, and then uh, they got married, moved back to Little Rock, and then my granddad got my dad started in. The Dairy Queen business. Dairy um, Queen business. Yeah, that's
0: right. Um, and then you said that for some reason they your grandfather parents. and your parents were buying up these little pieces of land here and there and then decided to liquidate them and let you sell them and kind of got a taste for it. So you didn't have to come up with your own capital at first, or right. did you? No, no. And then when you sold it, you paid them back for it and then kept the...
2: Kept the made a little money and that was good for me.
0: When did you know that this was what you wanted to do?
2: Oh, I I don't know. I guess I kind of grew into it because I went to school at UALR and um, started school out there. And then I started a a friend of mine named Aaron Cook got into selling houses and uh, said, this is a good, good investment. So I bought it, fixed it up, made some money. And then that's how I started buying houses. And I was doing that when I was going to school at UALR. And um,
0: What would you go to school for?
2: uh, Advertising and marketing. So, um, uh, did that and, uh, ended up making more money than my teachers were. So I quit school. Yeah. So, uh, quit with 15 hours left and just <laughs> started doing the real estate stuff. And, and then later on, um, I um, met this gentleman who was a teacher at UALR and he said, what's your story? And I said, well, told him and I said, I'll lack 15 hours to graduate. So every year Mike would bring me every semester, a catalog and said, you need to go back to school. So just to, to appease him, I started taking a, like a class once a year and um, got my uh, 12 hours done, and then it was business calculus was my last class to take. So that, should have, that could have been Chinese. You know, that wasn't going to happen. I can just do 6% of whatever, and that's all I know how to do. So uh, he went, and uh, they figured out a way at UALR for me to uh, substitute that class for either a music or an art class I took my art class and graduated 41 years later. So.
0: <laughs> what a good story. You know, you, I, for some reason, I don't know why I think this, but I wonder if you've read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad.
2: I've read a couple of them, yeah.
0: yeah. I, learning about you, thought this guy has read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And one of the things it says that separates the poor dad from the rich dad is that uh, the poor dad thinks you should go to school and school teaches you to become a great employee. Right. But the rich dad thinks you should learn financial literacy and become an entrepreneur.
2: I think both, both theories are good.
0: One, one does, though, create more of an employee, and then you decided you could make more money if you went out on your own and took risks.
2: Right. Well, that was just something that was fun for me.
0: And that's your personality type.
2: Right, right.
0: Um, when did you decide that you wanted to go? So what was the name of your first business?
2: Uh, Hanson and Company. So, I, And what I, year did that start? Oh, I guess that was um, uh, 1978, because I went to uh, a couple of real estate companies in town. I went and took my salesman's uh test in april of 78 and decided you know i want to get my broker's license so back then you didn't have to wait two two years and i went the next month and took my broker's test so i had my broker's test broker's license less than a month after i got my salesman's license
0: and for people that don't know Mm -hmm. a real estate agent can sell real estate but right. everything you sell has to have a broker's signature on it, correct that's right so that's you right. have to go to work for a real estate company that has a broker there so that you can sell and he can sign off on what you did why What is the reason for that
2: uh j- just from you know the experience that a broker has to guide um to guide a salesman so they don't do things wrong, do it the right way now you have to have two years experience to even sit for a broker's test mm-hmm. so
0: that's that's good so you started Hansen Realty right and when did you decide because i noticed it's now called val hansen remax properties when did you decide i'm gonna join with remax because Uh, that's a franchise right
2: yes national well, international franchise i did that in 1992
0: started your business in 78 15 years later
2: well i actually went to a couple of local real estate companies to try to get hired And one company uh, that I went there six different times for interviews and stuff, and they never would hire me. Was it McKay? No, it wasn't McKay. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, no, uh, that McKay had a great company. Randy Alexander was Mm -hmm. one of the best, if not the best, back in the day. What
0: happened
3: to that
2: company? Uh, He just, you know, kind of retired and got sick and passed away, and. you know but there's a lot of great companies in town janet jones is a close Mm -hmm. personal friend of mine she's got a great company a lot of great realtors in this market Mm -hmm. sure is so
0: so you decided to go with remax corporation was there something that happened an event that happened that you thought i'm just gonna change
2: yeah because i i was mostly working in the hillcrest heights area and then when i when i'd venture out to north little rock or or west little rock or whatever they said well you don't work out here you just work in the heights hillcrest so i kind of you know, built a brand in that area, but it didn't help me when I was trying to get business other places. So there was already a Remax franchise here, and a lady in in Texas said that I was doing a referral with said you ought to look at Remax. So I did, and uh, uh, it's funny. Uh, I went out one one time to a restaurant, and I passed my card across a table, and someone above me that was standing up here looked looked down, and said, "Oh, y'all sold my mom's house," and I said, "Oh, really?" I said, "Where's that?" He said, "Anchorage, Alaska."
0: Because it was a Remax edge. Remax.
2: They see Remax, and they don't see Remax properties or Remax Advantage or whatever the case may be. So Remax has been good. They're they're a great franchise.
0: I guess you have to split commissions with them.
2: Just a small split. It's well worth it. And
0: uh, and you have to buy into the franchise, I guess. Yes, you do. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you have annual reports and things you have to make up.
2: Monthly reports. That's right. Do
0: they do they send you business?
2: they do referrals that's right that's right so like for example right now i've got several referrals going out and several that are coming in from other remax agents across the country
0: i can see how that would be so good you know john silva just uh john silva is also in the heights and the hill right and he was a small uh self-employed business and he recently uh bought Bought into a franchise franchise. i can't remember what the name of it was either and i can see how that would be good for your customer too
2: right it gives you a little bit more um i guess experience that you would get quote from the home office or stuff like that
0: well if i came to you val and said i want to uh move to alaska you could say i've got somebody up there that can hook you up
2: that's exactly right
0: yeah i can see how that would be good do you sell houses or do you mostly are you mostly a landlord rental property
2: no, I sell houses. Um,
0: I see your name on rental property all over the place.
2: Right, right. and uh, That's because I live in
0: Hillcrest. That's right.
2: That's right. That's right. No, we we sell quite a few houses. So I've been the uh, number one REMAX agent in the state the last three years, and we'll see how we do this year. You said
0: there was already a REMAX here, so have you got a REMAX?
2: There's, three, there's actually three REMAX uh, franchises here in Little Rock. In Little Rock? Yes, ma'am.
0: And that's not com- no, a conflict?
2: No, it works out good. People see the name REMAX, so it works out good.
0: Oh, okay. Well, this is another great place to take a break. When we come back, we are going to continue our conversation with Little Rock businessman, Mr. Val Hanson of Val Hanson REMAX Properties. Still to come, what you need to know before renting your property to a new tenant. I need some tips on that and how the pandemic has changed real estate and the apartment rental business. We'll be back after
3: the break. Every now and then, we like to look ahead at the upcoming guests on the program up in your business with Carrie McCoy. Next week's show, really fantastic. Carrie's guest will be Captain Olivia O. Wyatt. She is a
0: sailor, award-winning filmmaker, TV producer, writer, and United States Coast Guard certified captain. Currently, Olivia is living aboard her haunted 34 foot sailboat Juniper that is moored in the Solomon Islands of the Pacific. Akin to street cred, Olivia's sailing cred is beyond impressive. Captain Wyatt, as I like to call her, has over 11,000 nautical miles of Pacific Ocean beneath her boat and has sailed more than 9,000 of those miles solo. Along with her passion for the sea is her calling to meet and bring awareness of endangered indigenous people through her sailing adventures, storytelling, and filmmaking. Her 2015 feature length documentary, Sailing the Sinking Sea, is eye and ear candy for the senses. You swim underwater, sail on turquoise seas, learn sea gods' mythology, and watch Mokan lovers fall in love.
3: You may have heard of the Mokans. Because of their seafaring lifestyle, they survived the tsunami of 2004. Here's a bit of that film that Carrie was talking about.
4: I first read about the Moken in a newspaper article following the tsunami of 2004 and I was fascinated because they all survived the tsunami due to their mythology and so I kind of followed them up over the years, and I saw that their population was on a decline, and I decided that I wanted to go make a movie that captured the mythology that saved them from the tsunami. The Mogan are a seafaring nomadic community in Thailand and Burma, and they're of Indonesian descent. (laughs) I shot them four different cameras, two cannons, a GoPro, and then a Super 8U Magnatica that is built inside of an underwater housing
3: case. A little later in this program, featuring Val Hansen from Little Rock, we'll take another look at Next week's show with Olivia Wyatt.
1: Stay tuned. Over 40 years ago, with only $400, Carrie founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, the business has grown and changed, along with Carrie's experience and leadership knowledge. In 1995, she embraced the internet and rebranded her company as simply FlagandBanner.com. In 2004, she became an early blogger. Since then, she has founded the nonprofit Friends of Dreamland Ballroom, Began publishing her magazine, Brave, and in 2016 branched out into this very radio show, YouTube channel, and podcast. In 2020, Carrie McCoy Enterprises acquired OurCornerMarket.com, an online company specializing in American made plaques, signage, and memorials for over 20 years. If you'd like to sponsor this show or get involved with any of Carrie McCoy's enterprises, send an email to me, Gray. That's G R A Y at flagandbanner.com. Telling American made stories, selling American made flags. The flagandbanner.com. Back to you, Carrie.
0: You're listening to Up in Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with businessman Mr. Val Hansen of Val Hansen Remax Properties in Little Rock, Arkansas. At the beginning, we talked about Val's interesting family and how they came from Cuba. I don't think you look like you're from Cuba, you are look like a wasp. <laughs> you've you've got pale pale skin That's I thought right. i actually went to cuba uh two or three years ago when we had that little window where you could go down there right beautiful, right. People. beautiful right. people beautiful people beautiful place
1: yeah my gosh have you been there no
0: oh my god oh it's god.
1: so beautiful
0: oh it's yeah
1: it's and they look You know, Cubans are varied, and they look...
0: They are. Yeah, they don't look like Just like
1: Americans.
0: (laughs) No, nobody had white Mm -hmm. hair. They all had dark hair. That is true. For our listeners that can't see you, those that are watching on YouTube, they can tell that you are very white-headed and have been, because I've known you forever, all your life, very distinguished-looking at an early age. And I don't remember a lot of Cubans having... uh, They all had dark hair, in my opinion. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, uh, before the break, we talked about Again, his family being from Cuba. And then we talked about uh, franchises and REMAX properties. And I one time had a guest on the show and I asked him, he was a banker. He, he actually loaned money to start up businesses. And I said, what's the best startup business? And he said, a franchise. He said, you should always, if you want to start a business, you should start. You should. I recommend buying a franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, just makes sense. Right. So let's talk about building assets and wealth versus going to work. For someone, okay, uh, your parents were entrepreneurs. Sounds like your grandfather were entrepreneurs. Uh, how did that play into your thinking about risk taking?
2: Oh, I don't think buying a house or buying properties a risk. Personally, I think it's uh, if you if you make the right purchase on the front end, it's it's an investment, it's just like buying a stock or a bond or something like that.
0: You know, in that book, rich dead, poor Dad, that we were just talking about. It says what the rich teach their kids about money and what the poor and middle class do not. And you just kind of spoke to it right then. Poor dad says, buy a home, it's an investment. Rich dad says, buy an investment. A home is a liability it will hurt your cash flow so that you can never find an opportunity. So if an opportunity comes along, you have lost opportunities because your cash is tied up in your home that you're not going to get out.
2: Right. But it's leverage too. A home is, is leverage. You can uh, I've seen people do all kinds of things over the years and um, you can buy a home and live there for a few years and then uh, rent it and then go buy another home, live there a few years and rent it and just start building your um, assets like that.
0: And that's what you did.
2: Pretty much, yeah.
0: So my problem is, and I have been very successful at buying houses and selling them uh, personally. But I get I, I get married to them. I'm in love with this house, and I have a hard time letting go of it and looking at it because it's the house my child was born in or, you know, the house I'm in now I've lived in for 26 years. Right. I should have capitalized it and got out a long time ago.
2: Or rented it a long time ago.
0: <laughs> so that <laughs> is the one way that... The Rich Dad, Poor Dad book talks about it. And if anybody, that book is 20 years old. And it is really worth the read. It's not very long. You can download it or listen to it on uh, Audible. Let's talk about the other things they say about it. Poor Dad says, I can't afford stuff. Rich Dad says, how can I afford stuff? And that talks about kind of giving yourself a pass. I can't afford it. I'm going to be a little bit mentally lazy about that, or how can I afford it? And your brain starts working and going to work. How does somebody afford a house the first time? Are there first-time buyer loans that are cheap for people?
2: No, there's all different ways you can do down payments. You know, so three uh, percent down. Some uh, there's called loans called rural development loans where you get in for zero what does
0: that mean rural development
2: loans some places in benton or bryant or maybe outside of jacksonville there's designated areas where they they claim that is a rural uh area and you can get in there for zero down
0: because they want it to grow and develop right so they're giving you incentives right. is there a something about a no down payment on your first home you buy there used to be something like that y-
2: years ago they did that that's that's probably been 20 or 25 years ago no really.
0: it was not really
2: yeah, I don't think so. I haven't seen any.
0: Gray, north. you just bought a house. Did you have to put a home down payment on it?
1: I did. Well, well, it was complicated, but yes, I did. <laughs> Short answer is yes.
2: Or, or you can get a veteran a VA loan is no down, no down payment. Oh, yeah, but if you do FHA or if you do a conventional loan, you have to do a down payment.
0: Um, okay. Poor dad says money is the root of all evil. Rich dad says lack of money is the root of all evil
2: i think it's the love of money is the root of all evil there you right?
0: go the love of, that's right the love of money is the root of all evil right right and the lack of money is the root of because you end up doing things you shouldn't do if you don't have any money right um, poor dad says save money rich dad says spend money and that's not like on a pair of shoes that i would like to do <laughs> but that's like not being afraid to try to do something a little bit risky right we talked about a little bit about about this too. School creates uh, great employees. It teaches you how to come out of school and to be a great employee. It's very safe, but financial literacy makes entrepreneurs. And I feel like your family, who kind of helped you start by letting you sell a piece of property, taught you financial literacy at an early age. How old were you when you sold your first piece of property? Eighteen. Yeah. That's financial literacy that you cannot find in school. All right. All right, this is a good one. Work wages, work for wages, and benefits versus work for income. So, if you are buying property and you sell it and you make a profit, you don't pay social. You don't pay uh, social security taxes on that.
2: One. Well, you pay capital gains taxes though. So you you do have taxes to pay when you sell it.
0: You have income tax to pay, right? Because you made income, right? Is that the different from capital gains,
2: or is it the same? Same thing, yeah.
0: But when you work for wages, so for pe- for for people to build assets and wealth through real estate, when you work for wages and you get a ten dollar paycheck, seven percent of that is going into your social security fund for when you retire, right? And the employer also matches it seven percent. Um, and that only is done if you draw wages, but if you sell a house and make a profit, there is not that burden to pay those social security taxes,
2: not social security, but you still pay your taxes on your capital gains taxes, you know, so Uh you're still going to pay taxes, but if you don't sell it, if you just keep it and rent it, then you're making money from there on out or really your tenants are making money for you. They're paying your payment, right? And you're growing an asset. That's right. So someone's growing an asset, your assets, on your rental property too. You're not making those payments every month, they are, right?
0: Right. There was a a gentleman down my street, down my street, who actually uh, opened up a bike shop, and he rented the house down the street from me, but he used all of his money to start his business. So would you rent, so if you were starting off, would you rent an apartment? Would you go out and buy a house and then rent it out to somebody else and then you personally go live in a, in a cheaper apartment?
2: Maybe not, but people do do that. That's right. And I rent my office now. I've been in my office for the same place for 25 years. And you rent it? Yes, ma'am.
0: With all the property you own? Yes, ma'am must be a cheap
2: office no it's not (laughs) no it's it's a great office. what's the
0: reasoning behind that
2: um just something i've never wanted to own my own you know space like that i still have my own uh, old building down on van buren that i used to have my office at 400 north van buren so and it was there but you know besides that no i think it's that just works for me Mm -hmm. everyone's a little different
0: so uh you know the poor dad works for money and the rich dad has his money work for him i really recommend somebody reading this book because it really talks about what and i'm sure there's lots of real estate books out there that talk about how to do that so if somebody wants to get a real estate license what do they need to do
2: well they're going to have to go to a real estate school there's quite a few good real estate schools here in little rock and uh there's 60 hour courses and um then they go take the uh, go to school, and then they get their background check, and then they go and take their real estate test. So, Is it hard?
0: Uh, Did you pass it the first I, time?
2: Yeah, I passed it, so anyone can do it. If I can do it, that's for
0: sure. <laughs> uh, so to someone who would like to have a career like yours, how do you recommend them getting started?
2: Oh, I would say, um, you know, first they have to go and uh, get their license and then uh, pick a...
0: But you really don't have to have a license to buy a piece of property and have a rent and have a renter, do you?
2: No, you don't have to do that. But it it helps. It kind of it it gets you um, uh, in a, in an area where you still see a lot more properties. You know, sometimes people call and want to sell something, and you know you have the opportunity to buy it yourself or whatever. So I would highly. Oh, I see. Yeah, so you can do both at the same time, and it's two forms of income too. One. Selling houses, making commissions, and to purchasing houses, make you know having renters pay for it for
0: you. Right. If you get your license and start selling property, you're going to start to see some deals out there you'll that you see, can buy.
2: You'll see deals. That's for sure.
0: What type of property should you probably be looking for, or is there something specific?
2: Uh, to me, everyone's different. Some people mm-hmm. love commercial properties. Some people like apartments. Uh, different areas of town people like better. Uh, I, I just like mostly single family residents that's yeah. to me it's uh it's it was fun to fix them up it's fun to buy them you know especially ones that needed a lot of work that's where that's what most of them i bought in hillcrest were. they needed a lot of work and it it's fun to take it from you know an old drab looking property and 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 fix it up and and uh it like you say you can't get rid of your places and I know. Uh, it's fun to, to to rent them and keep them
0: so. it's creative right um, how many properties do you have? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Oh, quite a, quite oh, a few. A lot, huh? <laughs> quite Good. A few. And um, you have to keep up with it, the expenses for each one. So the income for your, I guess, for your bookkeeping, you have to keep up with this This property sells has this income and has these expenses that are related to it. Right. Individually. Right. You can't just lump it all together into one big group.
2: No, you want to keep separate so you'll know which ones are doing well and which ones aren't.
0: So is there any guideline for buying properties like... Um, Uh, like the neighborhood
2: neighborhoods and and you know uh, is it going to be easy to rent if if you're going to if you're going to rent something you know with the med med center being right there that's a great great area to buy houses in because you've got all those med students all the nursing students you know so it's it's a great all the residents are over there
0: and they don't party because they're studying so hard
2: they're they're great and when they move in they usually stay you know if it's a if they're in med school, four years. If they're doing a residency, anywhere from three to seven years, depending on what their residency is. And mm-hmm. they're great.
0: What's the hardest part of your job?
2: Um, hardest part? It's, it's just long, long hours.
0: Because everybody wants to go see the property at dinner time.
2: Well, that or, you know, calling about, you know, things that are wrong or things like that. Do you no, have
0: property managers?
2: I have people that help me, yes, ma'am.
0: Maintenance. That's the one that would get me.
2: Right. Those are, that's, that's interesting too. Do <laughs> so, they call you? No, they call the office usually. Sometimes they, they'll call or text me or something. So.
0: What's the number one thing breaking? Washing machines?
2: No. Uh, well, maybe a disposal. I had a guy call me for the second time the other day about his disposal. And he doesn't know what to put into the disposal and what doesn't go in there. And what I just told him, I said, if, if you call again, we're going to take the disposal out because he doesn't know. I don't know what he's putting in the disposal, <laughs> but he's not supposed to put what he's putting in there.
0: Glass. Yeah. Don't put glass in the disposal.
2: Probably wouldn't be a good thing.
0: Um, renting and showing property.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'll just tell you this. I'm a girl. I don't know if I want to meet people out and rent and show property.
2: Right. Yeah. You, you have to. It's just like showing houses, too. I, mean, I don't it, know if
0: I want to do that.
2: Right. You have to be careful nowadays. You, guys do, too. Not just girls. So.
0: Do guys really
2: Yep, that's true.
0: So, are you packing when you're showing house? No, I'm not packing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, you bought and moved a house once.
2: Oh my gosh!
0: How bad is that? And do you recommend that?
2: Never move a house. Never. I have move thought about
0: doing that before.
2: No, don't do that. So, that was um, a house down on um, Ash Street. I think it's the four hundred, no, five hundred block of Ash or six hundred block of Ash where bossa nova restaurant is now oh yeah that's where it was and that used to be a an esso station or exxon if you want to use ben sagala esso station right there on the corner and i knew mr sagala and um i kind of put that deal together for a developer and he gave me the house and then um, bud and janet jones owned a lot up on kenyon and i talked to bud and they sold me the lot I think I paid maybe ten thousand dollars for the lot got the house for free right oh
0: you can have it if you'll move it
2: you can have it if you can move it and move the house um down Kenyon what an experience and uh I'll just took out some trees uh I don't know I stayed away because if if it's social media existed back then I'd have been roasted so uh (laughs) but um now that's the worst thing I've ever done so now I got a ten thousand dollar lot and a free house and i still lost money on that deal Uh uh-uh. uh. oh yeah that wasn't fun so but the house looks good now if you drove down the street on kenyon on kenyon i think it's uh 4408 maybe no 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 maybe 4409 something like that 4411
0: kenyon so why do people buy farmland do you sell farmland or you just sell residential
2: just residential basically
0: why you know? do people buy farmland
2: uh raise crops i mean uh, i mean
0: but but rich people buy farmland what's the asset advantage to that
2: oh i think uh well it's it's good investment and it's it's going up like any kind of land is so farmland's great
0: what's the biggest mistake you made starting out
2: uh one of them's moving a house so that's for sure (laughs) probably not being persistent enough to work for somebody to kind of learn how how they do things don't
0: you think that's just the nature of an entrepreneur
2: yeah but but again i tried like i say, i went to two different companies here in town and uh and they it it was 1980s when i started to do that interest rates were 18 percent. they couldn't figure out why i'd want to go and you know one of one of them said you know heck we're not selling houses now why do you think you can so good question too so uh uh, but probably should work for somebody that would have helped
0: I don't know. You're doing very, very good. You're listening to Up in Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with businessman Mr. Val Hansen of Val Hansen Remax Properties in Little Rock, Arkansas.
3: Just a quick break before we finish up with Val Hansen on today's Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy program to tell you about next week's guest, Olivia Wyatt, a sailor, a documentarian, a fascinating person. She has a YouTube channel called Wilderness of Waves. You might want to check that out. You can also make donations right there to some of her upcoming expeditions. She has to keep that boat in tip-top condition, like the time she first sailed solo from California all the way to Hawaii.
4: Kind of a spiritual journey for me. So I was looking for growth. Um... Have you ever been alone on the ocean at night before that? Uh, no, <laughs> so sailing to I had only sailed solo for 6 hours prior to that journey and that was just over to Catalina Island. So, when I got on the boat and I, that that was my first time alone at night. What do you at think? At sea. I mean, I was nervous. I was cuz I was um at a higher point of sail, I was sailing closer to the wind which can feel more chaotic because the way the swell is hitting you and the wind is screaming at you. And, you know, when I was in my berth, it just was like the waves were hammering me. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you. It just felt like a marching band was smashing all their instruments right in my ears kind of thing. It was pretty rough conditions. But I just said, you know, um, Olivia, if you can make it to the next morning, just, just see if you can make it to the next morning. Was that the first night? Yeah. So
0: you didn't check the weather before you went
4: out? I did. But I was leaving in the middle of hurricane season. And so, um, why? Because, <laughs> <laughs> because um, well, it was just the very beginning of it, actually. It was August. And I have a weather router. It's a, I, co- I work with Commander's Weather on my weather routing. And it was the optimal time to leave. If I had waited any longer, I would have gotten deeper into the hurricane system. You could have and waited was, a year. Found uh, another boyfriend. No, I just had to do it. <laughs> no, I just had to do it That's then. Spiritual
1: journey, mom. Uh. It
4: yeah. was I was ready, the boat was ready, it was time.
3: Next week, on up in your business with Carrie McCoy, Olivia Wyatt. Now back to Carrie McCoy's conversation with Val Hansen. So, we've had some great conversations,
0: Val, and I have. I've really enjoyed it. I love real estate. I've got a little bit of my own not very much i'm really in the flag business so i don't really want to spend a lot of time on rental property but i do have an addiction somewhat if i'd had more money growing uh when i was younger i'd own half of little rock by now <laughs> yeah. money is just i'm like you like to fix stuff up but managing tenants is hard i mean i, I had a story that I'm not gonna bore you with just two months ago about a crazy tenant. So what are some rules you should enact to protect yourself about property? Well
2: uh I guess it's all in the in the screening process, you know, and, and where your houses are located too. So.
0: Are you doing Airbnb? No. You're no, not? No. You're the only person not doing that. I uh, know. It's are um, you going to?
2: Oh I, I thought about it at one time but I probably have enough to you do got right a good now. Thing. So
0: you know, Airbnb is short term, very short term. You make more money, but exactly. but you got to you got to have a good housekeeper to come in and keep it clean all the time.
2: Right? Yeah, I remember you telling telling me about yours. That's, I'm thinking you're
0: I'm doing gonna good. yeah, I'm gonna do that. Uh, so make them sign a, a new lease each year and inspect the property. Then this was a mistake that I made. I let a guy live with me for eight live not with me live in a place that I had for eight years and i'm a very relaxed person and i didn't do leases or didn't renew leases probably did one in the beginning i don't remember but mm-hmm. i wouldn't have ever enforced anything anyway i don't know why i didn't do that but i never made him renew one and when he finally moved out it was unbelievable inside of there right yeah. do you go in every year
2: we go through and spot check and, and a lot of times they'll call us about needing something fixed or whatever and then we always look to see how people are keeping their place yeah
0: so do you recommend signing a new lease every year so that you can go into the property and see what's going on
2: oh yeah you have to you have to uh, renew their lease, lease every year absolutely
0: what's the dirtiest one you've ever gone into
2: oh uh, i've had some unbelievable places
0: birds birds are nasty aren't they
2: uh, you've, I've seen stuff you, And then showing houses too that that you can't even fathom the
0: people live like that yep
2: yeah it's been it's just been unbelievable
0: so you watch that show hoarding on t v
2: oh i got I got them better than that <laughs> I got them better than that. i I just sold a house oh four or five three or four months ago in in the heights in the heights in the heights probably one of the worst I've ever seen in the heights in the heights
0: so for people that don't know, that is one of our richest neighborhoods. Right. Yeah. How long had the person lived there?
2: I think he'd been there for quite a while.
0: Thirty years?
2: Probably he's owned that house for thirty years. Yeah. It was it was a sight to behold. You couldn't walk from the you couldn't walk from the dining room into the kitchen. A trail. No, you couldn't walk. It was it was up to the up to the top of the door. Hoarding. Yeah.
0: Can't throw anything away. That's a real mental condition. Yeah. Well, you really cannot throw things away right uh pets
2: you know some there's some people smarter than me that don't let anyone have pets in their houses and you know that's uh that's probably the smart way to do it but I usually allow pets and um, but it just depends on the pet too you know so
0: the kids today that are renting houses the younger the Millennials those oh. are probably a lot of the people that rent they their pets are their children
2: right that's right that's true
0: we had uh four of my children for thanksgiving that i see all the time because we work together and because it was thanksgiving they didn't bring their kids they brought their pets right. and there were six pets in sweaters
2: oh my goodness with toys oh that's awesome it was like
0: this is like <laughs> these are your kids are wearing clothes and you brought their toys that's
2: awesome that's good and yeah most of them take care of their pets though very well they really do yeah they do so
0: yeah uh what about deposits do you give them back ever i never get a deposit back they can always find some reason not to give one back
2: no i try to give them back to these people so yeah i I, you know that's not the purpose i just want them to leave it clean when they leave and you know the normal wear and tear
0: so let's talk about how the pandemic has changed your business because i don't have anyone renting for me that was affected by the pandemic and couldn't make note payments but I do see it on the news that they've stopped evictions. Uh, I don't remember what what the law was or what was passed that put evictions on hold. And first thing I thought was, well, great. That's great. But then there's another guy that, that's making But then their landlord could have a note payment on that. And they have to keep making their note payment or their credit goes so what's the balance there?
2: Well, it, it seems like in Little Rock, that hasn't affected our market as much as other markets I've heard around the country. So, uh, and, and again, it just depends on your tenants. So uh, we went to a lot of med students, a lot of residents, some doctors. So, um, so you haven't had to do that? No.
0: Um, one time, I thought I was going to have to evict somebody, and I called to ask about it. This was years and years ago, right? And uh, it's pretty hard.
2: It is, but you know, unless you get a pro that knows that's been evicted before or knows what the system is, most people, you know, that haven't paid rent, they're going to get out. They don't want to go and uh, have to deal with going before a judge or things like that. So, uh,
0: you what know. is the? What do you do if you need to evict someone? Do you have to go to the courthouse?
2: Well, you do uh, ten day. Uh, unlawful de- or eviction notice you can do a three-day unlawful detainer which if you, you'd have to take that with an attorney to the courthouse and have them evicted like that but then that costs you some money but you do a 10-day eviction notice if they've been behind on their rent most of them will go ahead and leave
0: and you can do that by yourself just go to the courthouse and do that yourself
2: yeah you can do a eviction notice yourself right
0: and then uh somebody will go out there and serve them
2: uh usually i try to get a process server to do that that's the best way to do it,
0: and then the serve, and then the eviction notice tells them they have how many days? Ten. You, why did I think it was three months when I tried to do it?
2: Yeah, no, it's ten days.
0: Okay. Well, I, I for some reason I thought it was longer than that. Mm-hmm. So you don't you have a property manager? I've noticed that there are some real estate agents uh agencies that sell houses but they actually have a property management division in their real estate company do you have a division in your real estate company that manages other people's properties
2: no we don't do that for anyone else just for myself
0: don't do you recommend that for other people
2: uh, again it depends on how many units they have you know if uh it it just depends on how many units they have
0: yeah um well i've sure enjoyed uh, visiting with you.
2: Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. It's good to see you. Good to visit with you. Uh, I brought you a gift. Oh, good. It's a U.S. and an Arkansas flag.
2: Oh, thank you very much. You're
0: welcome. Are your mom and dad still alive? No, they're not. No, oh. no, they're not. Uh, but yep, yeah, there's a U.S. and an Arkansas desk set. Do you have one?
2: No, I do not.
0: Well, you do now. I do
2: now. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. I just want to say to all of our listeners, thank you for spending time with us. We hope that you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening, and that whatever it was will help you up your business, your independence, your life. I'm Carrie McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. Until then, be brave and keep it up.
1: You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. For links to resources you heard discussed on today's show, go to flagandbanner.com, select radio, and choose today's guest. All interviews are recorded and posted the following week. Subscribe to podcasts wherever you like to listen. Carrie's goal is simple, to help you live the American dream.